Should you only invest into a new condo if you buy at the initial launch? Find out on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. I love doing these podcasts and I love hearing all the positive feedback that I'm getting each and every week with every episode that I put out. So thank you. Couldn't do it without you, the listener and uh, the many, many people around Canada, around the world who are listening to the show every week. So again, want to go back to answering your questions on this show. And one of the big questions that people ask and that comes up a lot is, should you only buy into a new condo at the initial launch stage? Or does it make sense or does it not make sense to buy because a project is past the initial launch stage? Um, It's a comment that I often hear. I will Um, be talking to someone about a particular opportunity and someone might say, well, hold on, wait a minute, Andrew, isn't that project old? Hasn't that project launched a long time ago? Isn't it past the launch, the VIP, the platinum release stage? And my answer sometimes will surprise you or them if they're asking. So I'm going to get into my answer here on this episode and the reasons why. So let's uh, let's jump right in. And we're going to talk about something uh, also called SVPs. SVPs, and I'll explain what that is in a moment. So the background here, the background on this question is that, uh, in case you aren't aware, um, when a new condo launches, how does it go? Well, it's, it's sort of like a condo IPO, uh, initial public offering, sort of like when a, when a stock is launched on the stock market for the first time and people are clamoring to get in and they're trying to get in at that first price before what often happens uh, is the prices go up if you miss that first um, the first offering Uh, think about Facebook Google and and many other IPOs high-profile IPOs that have happened over uh, the years and so it's somewhat of a similar concept with a condo where um, usually goes something like this. The first launch will be released to friends and family of the builder. Um, that's usually a very small group that buys uh, just a handful of units in the building, but they usually get some sort of preferential pricing. The next group that usually opens up to are the platinum real estate agents, and that would be me. Um, we are a small group. There's maybe a couple hundred of us or so in the entire GTA that are um, legitimate platinum agents that get first access to the new buildings when they come out. And so in any given building, there might be 20, 30 uh, true platinum agents who get that first access to the project with the best possible pricing, usually the same pricing level as friends and family. Um, There might be minor differences, but usually the same sort of level. Um, and then from there, it usually goes to a wider group of agents known as the VIP agents, maybe a few hundred agents. Uh, and then from there, it might go to even more agents or it might jump straight into the, uh, some kind of a public opening, public release from there. But anyways, you get the idea without going into too much detail that as it moves along each stage and opens up to more people, um, more and more units are being sold. Prices tend to go up at each stage. Incentives tend to go down. Um, And so, therefore, um, the general idea that a lot of people think, and and you're not 
totally wrong if you're thinking this way. That it, if you're getting into a new, if you're going to buy in a new condo, you want to buy at the earliest stage, ideally uh, friends and family or the platinum stage. Um, otherwise, it's not worth it. Is the thinking, but I would disagree with that.、Um, generally speaking, yes. It is a good idea to follow that principle, but it's not always the case. There are certainly exceptions to that rule of thumb. Now, if you only ever go by that、uh, rule and, and only ever buy at the platinum stages, you're probably going to do okay. And, and it's not to say that you shouldn't do that, but if that's the only thing you're buying, you're you're going to you're potentially missing out. So the problem arises when you're thinking along the lines of that. Just because a project is brand new, and you're getting in at an early stage, then it must be a good investment. And conversely, just because a project is old or it's not at the launch stage, then it must be a bad investment. So, if you're thinking like that, and many people do, that's where you run into a problem, and you sort of get tunnel vision on new projects, and you you're you might be missing out on some very good opportunities in the market. And this is where I want to. Introduce something that I sometimes refer to as SVPs or secret value projects. Secret value projects, SVPs. What are they? Why do they exist? And how do you find them? So, let's talk about that. What is? What do I mean by、uh, secret value projects? So, secret value project. What I'm referring to are older projects that are past the launch stage that have been selling maybe for six months, a year. Maybe even、uh, two years, and、uh, they might be construction might have already started. You're well past the initial offering, the initial platinum release stage of the project, but these are projects that still are offering tremendous value, and they're still a great investment. And you should still, you should definitely look at purchasing a unit in these projects. So. Why do these projects exist?、Um, these projects exist, and these opportunities exist、um, because of a few different things.、Um, how these opportunities come up? So, why would an older project be、um, a better value proposition than a brand new one? In some cases, again, this is all case by case. It's not across the board, but these are opportunities to、uh, to look for. And so, why why they exist?、Um, the number one thing really is just the natural sales cycle、um, of any new condo, and the nature of selling real estate and, and high rise condominiums in particular goes through cycles. And so, if a if a project, you know, basically when a new project comes out, there's all kinds of marketing dollars and and money spent into promoting that project and making it the you know getting the buzz of of the com- real estate community and of the city. And that usually generates a lot of sales at the very beginning. But、um, once the hype sort of fades away and the next new shiny thing has come up, attention is moved on. And when you've lost attention in the real estate game, it's very, very difficult to get that attention back. And so, for that reason, many builders favor the approach of trying to essentially sell out their whole building. Or come very close to selling out their whole building as quickly as possible with, at the very, very beginning stages of their launch.、Um, 
And so that's what we see time and time again. So there might be something that is a, is a great value and a great opportunity, but for whatever reason, they don't sell out. And the attention of the marketing, the attention of the industry has moved on to other projects. It doesn't, nothing has changed. There's still a great value. There's still a great opportunity. It's just nobody's talking about them. But uh, again, don't judge a book by its cover. You got to look at the, look at the facts, look at the, uh, do your analysis on the project and see if it still is a good value, even though it's not um, at the very uh, beginning launch stage there. Um, the other thing is just that in terms of why these projects exist, it's just the nature of, of, um, of the beast and, and of, of condo sales. That is, whenever a new condo launches, if a new condo launches in a given area, they're always going to look at what their neighbor launched at a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, whatever that guy did before me, beside me, um, you know, whether it's for because the market has actually moved or whether it's, you know, just because of ego or whether it's um, just psychological, uh, they're going to say, I need to sell higher than he sold for, um, regardless of, of other factors. They're going to say he's he is old, he's an old that's an older project there. I'm brand new. Uh, new will always you know command a premium over old when it comes to condos. So that's another reason why um, there's you know but the, the there could be no differences at all between the two projects. They could actually be finishing at the same time, but just because one launched after the other, they're going to command a higher price, and people will tend to pay it just because it is newer. Uh, that's again, an opportunity potentially to look at the other project, the older project beside the new project, which might actually be a better investment. And also we tend to, in the, the current market right now, which is a very fast moving market, prices are accelerating very quickly. These SVPs, these secret value projects, they tend to, um, pop up a little bit more because the momentum of the market, the speed of the market, things are prices are moving so quickly um, in the market, especially in the resale market, which is the as I like to refer to as the real real estate market, which is the real, real resale market, um, because these are real people transacting real properties in real time, um, versus the pre-construction market, which are we're buying contracts, um, which is different. So. In a fast-moving market where resale prices are rising rapidly, individual sellers and, and buyers can react very quickly to changes in the market. But large builders selling an entire building, hundreds of units, they tend to not react as quickly to changes in the market. In other words, when prices are rising, say, $10,000 a month, you're not seeing a builder changing their price every day by $300 or changing it every every week by $2,500. Builders tend to be a little bit slower to react. It's sort of like a, a large ship in the ocean. It's hard to uh, change the course of a large ship uh, with a small rudder, that kind of idea um, where builders are, are not evaluating their prices on a daily basis in most cases. And so you can often in a fast-moving market like we have right now, swoop in as a buyer and grab up some of these units um, that where basically the builder just has neglected neglected to raise prices in line with where the market is just because they haven't uh, they haven't done anything on pricing in a, in say a month or two or, or three or four month period of time when maybe the market has moved up 15 or 20,000 but they're still at the the prices from three or four months ago 
And so that is uh, another reason why right now I wanted to talk about this topic because the market is moving very quickly. So we talked about what these SVPs are, why they exist. Let's talk about how do you find them? How do you find these opportunities for great value in older projects that are not necessarily at the launch stage? Well, obviously the number one thing is you want to ask me <laughs> because this, this is exactly what I do every day is I am out there in the market looking for opportunities to bring to my investor clients, opportunities that make sense, opportunities that are great investments, um, opportunities that are maybe under the radar in many cases that are unadvertised, um, looking for hidden value in the, in, a, in the market where, again, uh, it is becoming harder and harder to find that value as prices are rising rapidly across the board. So obviously that's the number one thing. You want to make sure you are um, speaking to me or other, other people in the industry like me who are um, constantly on top of things. And uh, the best way to make sure you're not missing anything out um, from my end, of course, most of you already know who are listening, but some of, you, some of you listening may not. And that is to make sure that you are receiving my weekly email updates. Uh, how do you get my weekly email updates? Just go to truecondos.com and sign up anywhere on the site on any form and you will be um, kept in the loop of what is happening in the market. So that's number one. Uh, but what am I looking for when I'm out looking for these SVPs in the market? Well, a couple of factors that there tend to be commonalities between these opportunities. One is they tend to be in larger projects, so projects with a large number of units to sell, they tend to raise prices slower. Um, they tend to sell uh, percentage-wise, they're building slower, so therefore they are less inclined to raise their prices until they've reached um, certain price thresholds percentage-wise. So the more units a project has, the slower the ship sort of moves, so to speak, going back to the ship analogy. Um, and so when I say larger projects, I mean projects with generally five, 600 units or more. They tend to be the projects um, where you're going to find more inventory. And when there's more inventory, there's generally more value. The, the less and less inventory that's available, the more likely the prices have risen uh, at or beyond the, uh, the current uh, threshold where it makes sense for an investment. Um, and the other thing is larger builders. So larger, more established builders, um, builders who, who build many buildings a year, not just one building every few years. Um, you know, there's so many, so many of them out there. Don't really need to mention them by name, but the larger builders, uh, tend to also be more conservative in their approach. They tend to favor a slow and steady approach as opposed to the smaller builders who are, um, due to financial necessities, they need to sell those buildings out quickly in order to get their financing to work. The larger, more established builders, um, they can afford to take things slower and, and sit, sit and, and not, they're not sweating bullets if, if they haven't sold 80% in a month. They're happy to sell 80% over two year period uh, in many cases. And so those are the, those are the, those are the sort of general tips of, of where to find them and where I often will find these, um, these, uh, hidden pockets of value in the market. So, um, just want to give one real example from, from lately. And that certainly has been uh, Minto West side. So 
Minto Westside launched, uh, the first tower launched actually over two years ago now. Over two years, um, many, many projects in the marketplace have come and gone in the downtown market over the last two years since then. But um, my investor clients have been taking advantage of, of, uh, of the great value there at Minto Westside, you know, right up until this week pretty much. Um, any, you know, anybody who's anybody who bought at Minto West Side three, four, five, six months ago, which was long after the initial launch, um, has seen their units appreciate, you know, as much as, you know, $80,000 um, just over that, that time period. They've done very, very well there. The value there compared to anything else downtown, as I've been saying many, many times on this podcast and my emails and everywhere else has been very, very good. Um, and uh, many investors have, have taken advantage and, and done very well. The skeptics, of course, the skeptics who looked at that project four or five, six months ago when I said you should buy here, they the, they look at it and they say, no, it's not a new project, Andrew. It, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Why would I buy in this old stale project that's been sitting around? Um, you know, give me something new, give me something new, uh, which again is, is not necessarily a bad thing, but, uh, again, just to prove my, just to, to prove the point, um, they, they've, they've looked back in, in shock at the, uh, at the price increases and the appreciation that has taken place there at an old project. So, um, even people who bought in Minto West side as recently as, as two weeks ago, um, have seen tremendous increases up to probably $50,000 um, on some units just in, in the past two weeks, people who were able to jump in on the, on that last uh, uh, opportunity that I, that I sent out to my email subscribers just a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. So that's, that's just one example uh, from, from the past six months. If you're looking at what is an example right now, um, probably the best example right now, in my opinion, of an SVP secret value project would be probably Daniel's Waterfront. Um, if you look at Daniel's Waterfront, again, similar characteristics. We're talking about big builders, uh, established builders with big projects, a lot of units. Um, Daniel's Waterfront has, a, has some units called the Alumni Collection, which, uh, in my opinion, again, are just fantastic value. They launched a few months ago. Um, and other projects have launched since then in the market, but they still have, um, a handful of these units still available. They are junior one bedrooms priced around the $300,000 mark. Um, triple a building, triple a location, triple a builder, um, excellent, excellent quality product and location. And basically now if you look around the market, the market's moved again, market has moved a lot over the past few months. Prices have risen a lot. If you look around anywhere downtown, where can you find anything in pre-construction that is uh, the $300,000 mark? Pretty much non-existent. There's pretty much nothing anywhere downtown for $300,000 except Daniel's Waterfront Alumni Collection, which does have, uh, like I said, a handful of units left. So um, what can I say? Get them while they're hot. Uh, they're going to go quickly, but uh, that's that's another um Great example there of excellent value and excellent offering something right now. Okay, there you have it. That I think pretty much wraps up everything that I wanted to say on this topic. Um, hopefully that was helpful to you. 
as always. Appreciate your feedback. If you want to leave a review for the show on iTunes, that would be great. Even if you just hit the hit some stars or if you want to leave a comment on what you like or heck what you don't like about the show, I appreciate all the feedback um, from you that I can get. And it really helps to get the word out about the show. And again, if you want to know more about these types of opportunities, uh, if you've been a listener to this show but you haven't subscribed yet, please go ahead and subscribe right away. Just go on over to truecondos.com and again, sign up on anywhere on the site, any form, and you will be looped in to receiving the weekly email updates with opportunities like this, which will help you make more money um, and live a better quality of life as you do so. Okay, thanks for listening. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.